Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. This morning on this third Sunday in Advent, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video. Our children's Christmas program will be next week on Sunday, December 19th, during the worship service. Also, our choir will provide musical meditations during worship for the first time in a long time. Also, a reminder to everyone who will be participating in the, in the uh, Christmas program that we will be having rehearsal this Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. here at the church. Again, that will be this Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. I've been asked to announce that our offering envelopes will be available for distribution next week. This year, we are going back to one Christmas Eve service on Friday, December 24th. This year, we are also trying something new and worshiping together at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, all the positions uh, for, for our worship service have been filled. Thank you to everyone who has volunteered. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Ronnie, I believe you have an announcement. Thank you, Ronnie. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Janet. Uh, thoughts and prayers for son Mark. He's going in Tuesday morning for knee replacement. Absolutely. Yes, we will remember him in prayer. Thank you, Janet. Dar. Yes, if you would like to go along with distributing the cheer baskets, please feel free to meet here at 1 o'clock for the Grand Adventure. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. 
O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. called John the Baptist to give witness to the coming of your son and to prepare his way. Grant us, your people, the wisdom to see your purpose today and the openness to hear your will, that we may witness to Christ's coming and so prepare his way. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> For our children's sermon today, who can tell me what this nifty little thing is? It's a phone charger, exactly. Whoever said that, you get an extra piece of candy. Just kidding. Well, this, this phone charger, of course, really comes in handy because, of course, obviously, it, it, uh, it helps me to charge my phone. And depending on what's going on, my phone can actually get drained rather quickly. Sometimes... It's actually quite surprising how quickly my phone can, drain, can get drained, especially when I'm using it a lot. All of us are just like this phone right here, in that we have a lot that we're doing. And especially, I've noticed the more apps I have opened on my phone, the quicker it tends to get drained. Just like us, the more we're doing, the more is, that is on our mind 
the more that we're involved in at any given time and the busier we are, the more we get drained. We get exhausted. We, get, we, we start losing power, we start losing energy, and eventually we crash. We burn out. Just like this phone runs out of, runs out of battery, we also run out of battery and we burn out. Of course, our instinct is, if we have a phone or any other gadget that's running out of battery, what's the first thing we do? Charge it, plug it in. But how often do we do that for ourselves? We human beings have a very strange tendency to try to keep going and going and going and going and going, but we fail to realize much of the time that there's only so much we can do. We think we can keep going and keep going, and we can do this thing at the same time we're doing this thing, but guess what happens? We get burned out. But unfortunately, once we get burned out, our instinct is, is very seldom to recharge. Our instinct is just to try to keep going. So let's ask ourselves, do you recharge yourself as much as you recharge your phone? That's actually a very serious question. Do you recharge yourself as much as you recharge your phone? You're, you're, certainly, you're certainly concerned about your phone and everything else that you need that requires a battery to keep going, but what about you yourself? Do you take care of yourself and allow yourself time to recharge? Because also, <clears throat> pardon me, also, the more our physical and our mental batteries get drained, the more our spiritual batteries get drained. When our spiritual batteries get drained, it's harder for us to see what God is doing. It's harder for us to see how wonderful God is. It's harder for us to see how much God really loves us. It's only possible to see the bad that's going on instead of seeing the good that's going on, especially the good that God is doing. So all of us today have this challenge, have this comforting challenge actually. Recharge your spiritual battery. Just say, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm, going, I'm, 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 just, I'm not going to try to do so much anymore just for a little bit of time, even if it is just for a little bit of time. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to let God recharge me. I'm going to let God, I'm going to let God love me. I'm just going to sit back and let God take care of whatever it is I'm worried about, whatever it is that's draining me. I'm not going to worry about this thing or that thing anymore. I'm going to let God take care of it. It's draining me so God can handle it instead. Even as we spend time charging our devices, let's take time to let's take time to let ourselves get recharged and let God charge us. Let's take time to let God recharge our spiritual batteries. Everybody repeat after me. Dear God, help me to spend time with you. Amen.
The first reading this morning is from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. Seeing, O daughter of Zion, shout out loud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. The second reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you always. Here is the reading.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter, beginning at the seventh verse. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, our hearts are certainly heavy as we continue to hear the reports of, of the damage that was caused by the tornadoes um, south of us over the weekend. Our, more, than our thoughts, more than our thoughts and prayers, our hearts are certainly with everybody who has been affected in, in every way, for we all probably know um, somebody who has been affected in every way. In fact, I recently heard from an aunt of mine who lives in Memphis that in her neighborhood, they will probably be without power for the next four days. And there are certainly many others who, who, are, in that, who are in that position as well. And so we pray, that, we, we pray that, that as the cleanup efforts continue, that, the, that power would be restored in places where it needs to be, that people would be rescued, and that, and that everybody would be provided with what they need in order to recover. <clears throat> Today, we also, especially as we continue to be drained by so much today, whether it be the coronavirus, the changing weather, whatever it may be, whatever crisis we may be facing in our own personal lives, we also pray that our own power would be restored. We are being drained. There is no doubt about it. As things continue to keep coming at us, as things continue just to keep going without, seemingly without any kind of stopping, we get drained. Just like our cell phones and our other devices, we get drained. We get drained because we are constantly on the go. If we are not physically constantly on the go, then we are mentally constantly on the go. And that actually drains us more than anything else, because we may not realize it, but it takes as much energy to think as it does to run in place. 
And the harder we think, especially the more anxious we are as we think, it is as though we were running in place even beyond our capacity or our ability to do so. And so today, as we continue to be bombarded with so much, we pray to God to give us more power. We need more power. As I mentioned during the children's sermon just a few minutes ago, it is time for us to be able to recharge. It is time for us to be able to be recharged with a special kind of power, the power that gives us the ability to face the future, to face everything that lies ahead, whatever it may be, to face whatever crisis it is we are forced to face, to face whatever situation it is we are forced to deal with. It is time for us to be able to recharge and to, and, and to be given more power once again. It is time for us, as we continue to face a sinful and evil world, with much, with, for, with much evil that, that is taking place, it is time for us, as we continue to face a world where there is much trouble, it is time for us to be blessed with power once again. It is time for us to be recharged. It is time for us to be recharged with the power to see that God is still at work. That even in the midst of this troubled world, God is still very much at work. God is still in control. God is still all-powerful. We will be celebrating this in just a couple of weeks as we celebrate the, the first part of the ultimate testimony, the ultimate evidence that God continues to be in charge and that God is always at work. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus who came, God as one of us, as a human being like us, to show us that God is here with us, right here, right now. That just as God came to be with us as a human being, as one of us, he is still here with us, right here, right now. Then we will also be celebrating much later on that Jesus died on the cross, showing that once again God is always at work, dying on the cross to defeat the powers of sin, death, the devil, all evil, and everything which is opposed to God and which is opposed to us. That just as Jesus died on the cross to defeat the power of sin and death, he also rose again, showing God's ultimate victory showing that God and God alone is all-powerful above everything else. We need to be recharged with this energy. We need to be recharged with this power, the power to believe, the power to have faith, the power to be able to grasp on to God's promises, the promise to be able to say and really to believe God is in charge, there is nothing can, that can defeat me. There is nothing that can defeat us because God has already won the victory. And one of the most important ways that this recharging can take place, can begin to take place, is to repent. Repentance doesn't just mean turning away from sin in this case. Repentance also means turning away from everything 
that, God, that is keeping us away from God. Repentance also means keeping us away from turning, turning away, that is, from everything that is keeping us away from believing in God and believing that he is in charge. In Luke 3.8, we are urged, bear fruits, bear, or produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Produce the fruit, produce the fruit of repentance by being, able, by being able to say, God, there is much that is weighing on me right now. There is much that I have tried to take on myself. There is much that I have tried to deal with without you. And all it has done is it has separated me from you. All it has done is it has kept me from believing, kept me from seeing that you and you alone are the one and only. That you and you alone are the only one who is in charge. That you and you alone are the only one that is in control. And repentance in this means being able to say, I reject everything that has been draining me. I reject everything that has been keeping me from God. I reject, I push away everything that has been weighing on me. Whether it is guilt, whether it is anxiety, whether it is stress, whatever it is, I reject it because it has been keeping me from God. It has been keeping me from believing in God, seeing him, and having faith in him. Indeed, in today's second reading, which Gail read for us just a few moments ago, St. Paul encourages us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And once again, anxiety is something that can really drain us the most. Anxiety is something that can really keep us from being that can really keep us from seeing God. Anxiety is something that can really keep us from following God because all anxiety does is it causes us to focus on, to focus on the bad, that is the uncertainty that is right in front of us right now and causes us to say, nobody can help, nobody, nobody is in charge, nobody is in control, not even God which, of course, is completely untrue. God is always in charge. God is coming to us right here, right now. As John the Baptist encourages us to, encourages us to remember in Luke 3.16, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In this Advent season, therefore, let us open ourselves up once again to be baptized with the Holy Spirit to let the Holy Spirit come on us in power, to let the Holy Spirit burn away everything that has been keeping us from God, to let the Holy Spirit burn away everything that has been keeping us from following God, to let the Holy Spirit burn away everything that has been keeping us from believing in God. There is much that can tempt us away from believing in God, and it is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that all these things can be overcome. And so, today, this week, and all for the rest of our lives, let us remember to recharge. 
to recharge, plugging in to the power of the Holy Spirit. To recharge, to recharge every single day, asking, pleading, begging for the Holy Spirit's help. For the Holy Spirit's help is in, in overcoming everything which would seek to overwhelm us, which would crush us, which would keep us away from God. As the prophet Zephaniah encourages us to remember in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And that is something that is always good for us to remember. God delights in us. God doesn't hate us. God, 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 isn't, God isn't someone who only loves us if we follow exactly in line with him. God always delights in us. God is happy with us. God is already happy. He is already pleased with each and every one of us. That ought to be something that ought to, that ought to relieve any anxieties, anything that drains, any anxieties that drain us which we may have. The fact that God delights in us and he is happy with us. This is something in Philippians 4.7. This is something in Philippians 4.7 which, which we also then ought to remember. This is something that ought to give us peace. As St. Paul encourages us, and the peace of God which transcends all, all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace can only come by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this peace can only come by the Holy Spirit giving us the power to believe. This peace can only come by the Holy Spirit giving us the power to grasp on to the promise that God, that God is happy with us, that he delights in us, that he, that he is pleased with us. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be quieted with God's love, that our anxieties, everything else with which we may struggle, can be quieted, can be, can, can, and, and not just quieted, perhaps even can be removed by the Holy Spirit's power. So today we pray for the Holy Spirit's power to come on us once again. The Holy Spirit's power which was given to each and every one of us at the moment of our baptism and which continues to remain and to remain with us, but by the Holy Spirit, but by the Holy Spirit's power, we ask and we pray. We ask and we pray that the Holy Spirit would come on us anew once again. We ask and we pray that the Holy Spirit would come upon us, would come upon us in, in power and give us the power to repent, to reject everything which is opposed to God, and, and instead to turn to God, to grasp onto his promise, and to grasp onto his power in faith. Faith which truly, which truly by the power of the Holy Spirit is able to give us peace, which is able to overcome anxiety, which is able to believe that God is pleased with us and he takes delight in us. Let us then truly believe. Let us grasp on to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
let the Holy Spirit come to us and come, come to us in power once again. And as we hear once again, may the peace of God, which transcends, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offerings in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. In this season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence. Holy God, renew your church and raise up leaders who announce your good news and lead your people in paths of righteousness. Raise up prophets in our own day who point us to the freedom found in generosity. Lord, in your mercy. Rejoicing God, you exalt over us in singing. Enliven the song of this assembly and bless the ministry of church musicians. Join our voices to the song of all creation. Lord, in your mercy. Nurturing God, you come near in times of worry and need. Cradle us in your arms that we trust you and are not afraid. Attend to any who are hungry, imprisoned, or ill this day. And especially today, we pray for all those who were affected by the destruction of the tornadoes which, roar, which roar, roared through over the weekend, and all those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, we give you thanks for your servants who showed us your goodness and grace. By the power of your spirit, keep us steadfast in faith until we make our home with you. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated until dismissed. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always. Thank you.